This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConforta. Back for another edition of In the Huddle, guys. It is the AFC and NFC Championship Games we are looking ahead to here on In the Huddle. Brian Baldinger, our man Nick Costos from You Better You Bet, is here to talk about the, the gambling angle and the betting for this weekend. And Nick, listen, it's simple. We got two games. 49ers, Ravens, number one seeds. They're at home. Everybody's looking at this and going, we might get a rematch. But let's talk about the betting angle. And I want to start with the Chiefs at Ravens. It's the early game, 3 o'clock. Baltimore is a three-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. Nick Costos, it's so hard for me right now to bet against this Patrick Mahomes guy, but tell me what you think. Yeah, I, uh, I'll i start with this, and I'll ask you guys this question. Um, and for the listeners, I would encourage you to kind of ask yourself this question as well and kind of and, and, and answer it, um, honestly, as I after I ask it. Um, do you think, like, the regular season matters? Like does no. the re- does the regular no. season matter? So, Not at so this Carl point. Says, no, no. Baldy, does the regular season matter when it comes to a game like this? No. Okay. No, it's a one game. It's a one game season. Okay. So those are really interesting. I happen to agree with you guys because if you take the regular season where Baltimore was the best team, San Francisco is the second best team. A Baltimore throttled San Francisco when they met on Christmas night. If you take the two regular seasons authored by these teams, the point spread of this game is way short. Baltimore should be a bigger favorite than they are right now based on the body of work in the regular season. So it's basically, is it regular season, body of work, what we've watched for four months, four plus months, or is it the dragon wearing 15 in red on the other side? And like, that's actually what matters. And I think the answer to that question kind of determines how people want to bet this game because I think, and no, I don't think any of the three of us are like this, but there are people out there that bet, that basically bet on numbers, right? I think the number of the game is short. I think Baltimore should be a, a, a six-point favorite in the game. I'm going to lay Baltimore no matter what because that's what like the, the math says I should do, what the number says. And that's one way to bet. The other way to bet could be, hey, I've been watching Patrick Mahomes since he came into the league, and he like literally like almost like never loses. So I'll take more than three points with Patrick Mahomes. So we can get into like the on-field handicap of the game and like maybe why we like Kansas City in the game or why people might like Baltimore in the game. But when it comes down to it for me, and I'll I'll do lowest common denominator, low-hanging fruit here, uh, I, I lose by three with Kansas City, and I still win my bet with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's, a, it's an absolute no-brainer. And if I'm wrong and the Ravens roll up on the Chiefs like they did against a lot of really good teams this year, Miami, San Francisco, Detroit, Seattle. Like Baltimore's blown out lots of good teams this year. It would not be shocking if it happened. Just that I'm willing to be wrong here. I'll uh, I'll, I'll play I'll play some shekels down on number fifteen, and I'll feel really good about it. 
Both of these defenses are really good, Baldy. Over-under, I mean, it sounds low, but we know, you know, both of these defenses get after it. I I think this is about right for the over-under. It feels about right. Uh, the, the Ravens defense, they play this matchup zone. Uh, it's really difficult to figure out. You saw what CJ, CJ couldn't penetrate it at all last week. Um, Mahomes and, you know, has a lot more ability to, to see it. I'm sure they'll have a good game plan, but it's very difficult to pierce. And so, and, and Kansas City's been living on their defense all year. And so it was interesting last week. Um, they played Buffalo completely different last week than they did in week 14. And that's classic Steve Spagnola. They said, Josh Allen, you want to pull the ball down and scramble and get six yards, do it all you want. You want to check it down to James Cook and pick up five yards, fine. We're not going to get beat over the top. Buffalo had 78 plays. They didn't give up one explosive play the whole day. And it came back to bite Buffalo. They could not. Now, they had chances. Stephon Diggs, yeah, he could have caught that ball. Uh, Shakir's open in the end zone. But, you know, Josh gets bumped. They didn't give up an explosive play. And so – that's it'll be interesting to see how they want to defend Lamar because they will have an answer. Uh, they will have a game plan um, about how to corral him. But I think it's about right. I, I think it's going to be low score and really tight. Is there a uh, Nick? Is there a, 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 a prop bet that you're interested in in this particular game? Yes. Um, and just just real quick on the total of the game. And we talked about this um, Wednesday on You Better You Bet on my show. That Kansas City, to Baldy's point with Spagnolo, their second half, and I, listen, I'm a Giants fan, so I, I love me some Steve Spagnolo, obviously. Hashtag Super Bowl 42. Uh, Kansas City's second half defense has been unbelievable this season. So I think if, like, let's say you're out there and you like Baltimore in the game, but you're a little concerned about, you know, Patrick Mahomes coming back and beating you at the end. I think looking at Baltimore in the first half or more scoring expected in the first half may be a way to look at betting this game with the expectation that Kansas City's defense tightens up in a big way in the second half. And then you get Mahomes like doing his Mahomes magic in the final 30 minutes of the game. And as for props, um, I'll, I'll keep this one like a real low hanging fruit also. And this one last week, and, and I think it's going to win again. Um, and there have been times this year, guys, and actually I think for the vast majority of the season where Travis Kelsey has looked like not the Travis Kelsey of old, but like old Travis Kelsey. But in my opinion, um, I think he's the second best tight end I've ever seen in, in my life watching football. I think Gronk's the best, but Kelsey's probably like a little bit behind him. First ballot Hall of Famer, obviously. Um, and big players show up to play in big games. Now, I know that the injury depleted Bills defense with all the line, all the players in the back seven, the linebackers out. Like Baltimore's defense is a different animal than the wounded Bills defense was last week. But when it comes down to it, I understand that Kelsey had a substandard regular season by his standards. If we are going to line Travis Kelsey at 60 and a half receiving yards in a must-win game where he's becoming one of the most decorated receivers in the history of the NFL postseason, I'll bet that over. And again, like it's one of those bets where I am way willing to be wrong on it. I just think big players show up in big games. He's a big player. He shows up in big games. He's gone over each of the first two playoff games against Miami and Buffalo. I'll take Travis Kelsey over 60, 60, 60, uh, 60, 61 and a half, 62 and a half receiving yards, whatever it is. You're going to end up on Club Shay Shay. You keep disrespecting Shannon Sharp like that. Skip. Skip. <laughs> is that Skip. But, I guess, is that disrespectful to say that, like, Shannon's a Hall of Famer also, but he's probably not as good as Kelsey or Gronk? That's not disrespectful, no. right? No, it's not. It's just – it's eras, right? I mean, Baldy, we, we talk about this, and, and this is a different conversation for a different day, but it's just eras. I mean, Shannon was great for 
what the Broncos and what he was asked to do, and he was an accomplished guy. But, you know, these these tight ends, the positions change now. We know that. I mean, uh, it's different well, than I what mean, it look, was. He won a championship in Baltimore also with he Trent did. Dilfer. That's and, right. And, Dilfer, and, right. And, had, and had the biggest play in that AFC title yes. game against the Raiders, yeah. the 96-yard touchdown. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Trent Dilfer wasn't throwing it the way Patrick Mahomes is throwing it. So, no. After after Tony Siragusa, by the way, gave my guy Rich Gannon, who I used to work with, the Superfly Jimmy Snook a splash and like knocked him out of the game. Tough to win with Bobby Hoying coming into the game in that AFC title game. Rest in peace, Big yes. Goose. Yes. All right, man, let's talk about this other game. Uh, guys, again, it's in the huddle. Subscribe, like us, uh, tell your friends. We do this throughout the course of the year, but we are now to the, the nitty-gritty, and that is who's going to the Super Bowl. Lions on the road against the 49ers. The number is seven. Nick, I've been on this since the start of the week, uh, beginning of the week. I, I'm like, I, I like the Lions and, and give me the seven. The over-under is 50 and a half. 49ers did not play well last week. Now, you just asked us the question about, oh, does the regular season matter? Well, last yeah. week matters. Last week matters because you got to get that out of your head if you're Brock Purdy. Tell me what you think about this number. So I want to start with, and I don't think that we're going to see anything happen in the Kansas City-Baltimore game, injury-wise or weather-wise, that we're going to see any kind of like dramatic like spike in the point spread one way or another. Like We think Isaiah Pacheco is going to play in the game. Didn't practice on Wednesday with his toe injury, but he tells reporters, and Andy Reid kind of alludes that like the injury is getting better. We expect him to play. Joe Thune probably not going to play for Kansas City on the offensive line. Mark Andrews and Marlon Humphrey both expected to play for Baltimore. So things are static in that game as far as injuries are concerned. Like nothing's likely to happen there that's going to upset the uh, the side or total market. Uh, the Debo Samuel situation is something that could kind of upset the side and total market. Now, conflicting reports on Wednesday a little bit. I think Omar Ruiz of NFL Network reported that Debo was running without discomfort. Also, he didn't practice. Uh, my sense is, and I'm, sh I'm guessing you guys will agree, we're not going to know for sure until 90 minutes before kickoff on Sunday, like for sure whether Debo is going to be active for the game or not. And that's something that obviously impacts the point spread. He's kind of like off at, like TJ Watt on offense in terms of the splits where if he plays or doesn't play, it, re it really impacts kind of like how San Francisco performs. So I think that's something that could get us off the key number of seven, maybe down to six and a half for Detroit if he's out, or maybe up a little bit, like maybe in between seven and seven and a half. And seven, obviously, the second most key number behind three. So like Debo Samuel is going to matter a lot as far as the point spread of the game is concerned. Just keep that in mind if you want to bet this game one way or another to try and get the best of the number. Uh, as far as analyzing what's going to happen in this game, we're not going to have rain in the forecast. It's going to be a beautiful day in the Bay, which is going to be great for Brock Purdy, who like apparently has difficulty playing in the elements. We saw it a couple times this year. Small hands, small yeah. hands. And Jared Goff's got small hands. He's also <laughs> awesome. But look, he's got small hands and, and puts the ball on the ground sometimes in inclement weather. Look, I, I think that I may be, as, maybe as per usual, a massive idiot with my thought on this game. I think the Lions are going to win. I think Detroit's going to win this game. And I'm going to tell you how I think it's going to happen. First, I think Jared Goff, a lot of talk this week about how Brock Purdy gets disrespected, guys. And I kind of agree with that. It's like he's either Montana or Druckenmiller, and there's no in-between. Like, like this guy. No, I understand. But, like, it's like Brock Purdy has one <clears throat> bad game, and everyone's like, see? Like, told you. It's like – I. Like everyone has a bad game, right? We've all been watching. Like this happens. It's it's okay. Like it happened. Yeah. Also, he was nails at the end of the game last week. I kind of think Jared Goff gets disrespected. Um, after he was discarded by the Rams, after like Belichick mind melted him and Sean McVay in that Super Bowl. You know, I think everyone kind of forgets 
you know, Jared Goff, you know, defensive pass interference call notwithstanding at the end of that NFC title game against New Orleans. Goff, like, stood toe-to-toe, and, like, you can make the argument he outplayed Drew Brees in that NFC title game on the road in the Superdome, threw for almost 300 yards in that game. I think he's a big-time player. I think he's going to have a lot of success in this game. And just my thought, I don't think this Niners defense under Steve Wilkes is the same as it was under D'Amico Ryans, under Robert Sala. I I think Ben Johnson, who will be the head coach of the Commanders, maybe sooner rather than later, I think he's going to get a lot of stuff cooked up here, and I think Goff's going to have a big game. So I think the Lions are going to be able to score. We had Pete Prisco from CBS Sports, who I used to work with a good friend of mine on You Better You Bet yesterday, on Wednesday. And Pete was saying, and he he's not picking Detroit to win the game, just that he thinks they can keep it close. That if you can block San Francisco up front, you can beat San Francisco. I definitely think Detroit can block San Francisco. Now, on the flip side, I think San Francisco is going to score a lot in this game also. I like the over in the game. But the reason why I think this sets up as maybe an all-or-nothing game for Detroit, and why from a betting perspective, guys, I'm more apt to take Detroit to win the game than I am for them to cover the seven. And I can I can feel like Baldy's like blood rising a little bit here with what I'm about to say. Um, Dan Campbell is going to let it all hang out. You know that he's going to roll the dice in this game. Maybe we'll see some fake punts. Maybe we'll see like... 1990 NFC title game, Parcells with Gary Reasons, fake punt to help beat the Niners and stop the three-peat in San Francisco. Maybe we'll see Dan Campbell run a fake punt in this game, roll the dice on some fourth downs. Dan Campbell ain't in this game to lose by three points. They're in this game to win. And Kyle Shanahan and Baldy and I argued about this last week. My great head coach, I would love for him to coach my team. I think he gets really tight in the big spots and gets way too conservative. So you take that, he's going to be conservative. You got Dan Campbell, who's going to be aggressive. And I think it sets up a potential scenario where the Lions can steal this win outright here. I'll take the Lions to win the game, and I will close with this. 1957, the last NFL championship won by the Detroit Lions. In the game before the game, before the Lions beat the Browns to win the NFL title. Imagine that Super Bowl now. Detroit won on the road. To San Francisco and was down big in that game and engineered a huge comeback on the road in the Bay. Perhaps we see something similar this week in the 2024 NFC Championship. Yeah, game who are the quarterbacks in that 57 game, by the way? Uh, I don't know the Lions quarterback, but I know the Niners. <laughs> well, hold on. The Niners quarterback is Giants legend Y.A. Tittle was the San okay. Francisco All quarterback. Right. Okay. Hall of Famer, Y.A. Tittle. Great, right. great history lesson. Yes. Uh, we love it, as always. You didn't, th- you didn't think I – and Bobby Lane's the, the, no, the Lions quarterback, I did not, right? No, I did not think you knew that, Nick. I had no idea. Uh, I, 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 I knew you did your research, Nick. I didn't know you went back before I was born <laughs> to find that one out. But I'm, I'm proud of you, my friend. I'll just toss this out there for you guys. You ask me, like, basically any Super Bowl era NFL trivia question, and I, and I will get it right. All right. All right. That's good to know. That's good, uh, That's good knowledge, Nick. We are going to talk about this moving forward, but I will tell you guys, if you're Ben Johnson, you just mentioned the Washington job. You go in there with literally nothing on offense or you come into Atlanta with a lot on offense and you get to pick your quarterback. Just think about it. They got good. They've got good receivers, and they're gonna. He's gonna get to pick his quarterback with the second overall pick. I like that with, in Washington for Ben Johnson. I, I do too. I I think he has a choice here or will once they get done this weekend. Atlanta has got a second interview with him as well. We'll see. But that's that's one of those interesting – we'll wait to see how that shakes out. Nick, man, great job as always. We love yeah. 
talking with you. Tell the people where they can find your stuff, brother. Yeah, you better. You bet. Uh, weekdays, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern. We're on uh, YouTube, Twitch, Stadium, Sirius XM, all sorts of places. Uh, I do content for BetMGM. You can hear me on Westwood One's coverage of the National Football League every week. Uh, and then Sunday mornings on Countdown to Kickoff. Baldy, do we have you this week on the show? I think so, Nick. I might be from, you know, I might be from one of those luxury boxes in Baltimore. So <laughs> Good for you, man. I'm not sure where I'm going to be. I'll join you Sunday morning. Uh, awesome. And I'm and I'm going to make sure to tee you up on the aggression or lack thereof of Kyle Shanahan. Of course. Shanahan of course. I mean, I, I expect it coming. <laughs> All right. Hey, Nick, enjoy the games. We will talk to you soon, my friend. Hey, love coming on with you guys and talking ball. With everyone, Nick. minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. Get money with Nick Costos, as I like to say. Twenty four hundred sports is an Odyssey company.